Welcome back to the podcast. How are you guys doing? I hope well. Um, It's a Saturday when I'm recording. Got my usual setup going, sitting at my desk, looking out my window. Although I am a little sad because this is the last time I will be recording here. So by the time this episode comes out, I would have been left in my current place. Um, But yeah, I am in the throes of disarray, (laughs) like an organized chaos in my apartment because there are boxes everywhere. My furniture is like all packed into this little corner. I have packed away my clothing, um, like my books, my kitchen items, everything. So yeah, as far as transitions go, I am definitely in the thick of it right now. And like I've said in past episodes, I am looking forward, but appreciating now. So I'm still in that place. And yeah, I I don't like the days leading up to moving because, you know, I love my nice, tidy apartment. It's typically organized on a typical day. So like, just everything just being in boxes. It's just really unsightly. (laughs) And it has taken me a little while to just be like, girl, this is just the reality. There's no way you can keep your apartment as it is um, if you weren't moving and then like snap your fingers and everything goes into boxes the morning of. Like, if that was possible, that's what I would do. But um, no, I started um, getting boxes last week and then I made a packing schedule on my notes app in my phone so I was like okay we're gonna get boxes okay Monday we're going to pack up the living room and the books on Tuesday we're going to pack up the kitchen on Wednesday we're gonna finish the kitchen on Thursday we're gonna do the closet like I had to do that so that I did not feel overwhelmed and kind of broke things down into manageable steps for each day. So as I'm speaking to you guys right now, pretty much the whole apartment is packed up and I'm planning, um, my partner is coming tomorrow, no, tonight, and we are going to move everything tomorrow morning and then I will come back for a couple more days just to like tie up like final loose ends and um, talk to the leasing office and then I am leaving Connecticut which is where I currently stay I don't know if I've mentioned that I pre- I feel like I've been a little bit vague sometimes I go back and forth like should I really like offer more detail but hey So, yes, I'm leaving Connecticut. That's where I've been. Well, I mean, I've been in school here. (laughs) I think I was more so um, 
non-specific about my current location in terms of city or neighborhood. Um, but yes, I, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned that. I live in Connecticut, so I'm leaving Connecticut um, and I'm moving to New York. So I don't know if I have been specific in where I'm going. But yes, my new job is in New York and I am moving there. And um, I grew up in New York, so it's not really moving to a new place as it, it's less about moving to a new place and more so about returning home. But definitely returning home um, as a different person because I moved out of New York 11 years ago. It's kind of always been my anchor. I've always come back there because of my partner and my, you know, friends and just family that still lives there too. So now I am a New York resident again. By the time this podcast is going up, I would have been all moved in and probably have started work. So yeah, guys, that's what's going on with me. And um, as I'm speaking, within an hour or so, my next episode is going to publish online, and it's my 10th episode. It's my 10th episode published, and that's just got me thinking about when I was just thinking about this podcast. I've I've probably said, talked about this too many times at this point. But like, you know, I'm still in awe. Like it still shocks me. Like, you know, I I'm a huge podcast listener. Like, if I am doing something around the house, I'm listening to a podcast. If I am tidying up my room, I'm listening to a podcast. If I am washing the dishes, I'm listening to a podcast. Like, and it's gotten to the point where I have like particular podcasts for particular things. So usually if I'm like, um, if my bedroom needs some tidying up, like if say like I, I just did laundry and I need to like fold up some clothes or hang up some clothes, I usually put on Higher Learning with Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay. So they're the folks that kind of like keep me company while I'm doing um, like folding clothes or just tidying up my room. If I am cooking making lunch or you know prepping meal prepping I usually put on the daily with the New York Times (laughs) I don't know if there's other people out there that are like this like they they have there's such podcast heads that they have like specific podcasts for things they do and then like if I'm in the bathroom say I come home from work and I need to shower and do some like self-care skincare moisturizing all that stuff I put on Ratchet and Respectable with Demetria L. Lucas. And then, um, (laughs) oh my God. Um, And like, so like I said before, I'm moving to New York, but I I go there back and forth pretty often because my partner lives there and we're moving in together. And so like when I'm taking the drive down and coming back, my podcast, my my typical podcast is The Read with Kid Fury and Crystal. So like I have specific podcasts for specific tasks. Um, I would love to know if there are folks out there like me 
And like, I have other podcasts too that I listen to, but I listen to those podcasts if I'm about to do one of the things I just mentioned and maybe there are no new episodes out. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a fun fact about me, I guess. I don't know. But going back to the, I, I totally digress, but going back to what I was initially talking about, yes, my 10th episode is publishing within an hour, and it just feels like a little bit of a milestone. And one thing that I have learned with starting this project, this long-term project, is you got to celebrate the small wins, because that is really important to continuing on. If you don't celebrate the small wins, you can very easily get discouraged. And I think this applies with just like anything new that you're embarking on that you are a beginner with and you are starting from scratch and you might feel silly doing it. Like when you figure out the small things, like you got to celebrate it. And, you know, as time goes on, those small wins become a little bigger and they become a little bigger and they become a little bigger and you blink and you're like, whoa, like how did all this happen? So I feel compelled to just mention that um, this is happening and this is me celebrating this small win. Like, or to me, it's not small, but um, it's, it's significant. Um, you know, the 10 is a very round, um, comforting number. So, um, and it can be a milestone number depending on, you know, what it is, anniversary, birthday, whatever. So yeah, I'm very happy and I'm very proud of myself. And I appreciate you guys who have listened, anyone out there who has listened to every episode um anyone out there who is has listened to the 10th episode know that i appreciate you please know that i appreciate everyone who has found this podcast or who maybe i brought it up in conversation and they went and looked into it and loved what they were hearing and subscribed and you know are continuing to support um and also, too, uh, one more thing before I get into the content of this episode. I want to just offer a word of encouragement for anyone out there who maybe is thinking about starting a podcast. Please do it. Please do it. I, you know, had this idea for a while and then, or I had the idea of starting a podcast for a while, but I didn't know what the content was going to be. And I didn't want to just like turn up a turn on a microphone and start talking. I really wanted to have a focus. And then when it came to me, you know, over the next couple of months after that, I started preparing and getting like tools and stuff and, you know, started recording. Um, and, you know, when you're starting out, you might not get many hits and considering that I post semi-monthly, like twice a month instead of weekly, um, I was expecting that my growth would be a little slower, but it has been steady. You know, it's still, it's still a young podcast. Um, and the audience is still on the smaller side, but I'm getting like hits 
from places around the world that I would never even imagine. Like most of my downloads for the podcast come in from the United States, which makes sense. Um, But this past week, I got two hits in New Zealand. And I saw that and I was like, what? Like what? Like out of, like I said, my my podcast is still small. Most of my downloads come from the U.S. I've gotten a like a few like from some some dots in Europe. Um, I've gotten like one or two in South America. I've gotten there is someone in South Africa who I think has subscribed and downloads pretty regularly. If you're listening to this podcast, thank you. Thank you, because this particular, there's a specific place in South Africa that always lights up, like, you know, when I check on the back end how the episodes are doing, and I don't know (laughs) how these folks are finding me, but it is so encouraging to see that there's someone out there who's listening. Um, Yeah, I, I got to my dashboard told me that I got two downloads from Auckland, New Zealand last week. And I was like, I was like, how did they find this podcast (laughs) in New Zealand? Like, what the heck? So I say all this to say, like, start that podcast, start that podcast, no matter what the topic is if you are passionate about it if you know you can produce consistent content on a regular basis no matter what the schedule is just make sure you're consistent with it um whether it's a monthly podcast whether it's a twice a month podcast whether it's a weekly or daily podcast whatever schedule you commit to just stick to it like the end all be all in this game is consistent consistency like for real at least for what i've learned so far um, just do it because there is an audience out there somewhere waiting to listen. That's really it. That's really all I'm trying to say with this whole long-winded like reflection. Like there's someone out there waiting to listen to your content. There's someone out there waiting to listen. There are people out there that once they find it, they will connect to it and then they will be a longtime subscriber you know, and um, it's like these small wins. I'm celebrating this small win of having my podcast be downloaded in New Zealand because as far as countries go, New Zealand, I guess, is in my mind, like the farthest you could possibly go from where I am in the United States. And to see that it has touched that country, like what, what the heck? It really doesn't compute. Um <laughs> So I'm just, you know, guys, start that podcast, start it, just be consistent with it and your audience will find you, your audience will find you. So that's enough of, you know, just kind of my musings um, in that way. Um, And this episode is not book focused. I wanted to talk about tools, personal tools of mental hygiene in this episode, Um, starting from when I was younger. 
like and when I say younger I mean maybe like 11 12 years old so that's tools of mental hygiene that I've been using for the past 20 ish years some of them have been with me all 20 years some of them I've been using for the past two decades some of them are more recent like in the past like five ish years and like even shorter and then some of them I just started using the past couple of months so I feel like I feel like mental hygiene is not really um seen as something that is required on a regular basis like how we have our physical hygiene how we take a shower and brush our teeth and comb our hair and do our makeup um I feel like mental hygiene needs to be more of a thing and I think in some ways it is becoming more of a thing. Therapy, particularly within like my generation, is becoming very much accepted as the norm of growing up, getting older, becoming an adult, and you know, kind of unpacking the way you grew up and any traumas and trying to figure out how those affect who you are as a person now. Um, I think that that's definitely becoming part of our identity as a generation, which I'm really happy about because for me personally, I think that it's just going to make us better as a group of people and, you know, folks within our generation who have children, you know, just knowing ourselves better, I think will will uh, support us being better parents and then just outside of kids, just being better people in general. So yeah, I think I think mental hygiene is becoming more important, but perhaps there is not a perhaps it's not being called that. So that's kind of what I am calling it. And when I say that, when I when I use that term, I'm just talking about things that we do on a regular basis kind of to get back to our baseline if it's like a stable place or, you know, the work that we can do to elevate our baseline if it's kind of on the lower end. And I've just been thinking back and I I wrote down a list of strategies that I've been using for myself as a way to re-regulate when emotions are high for me or I feel like I'm not really um, controlling them well. And they've all, in their own special way, have helped me um, get to know myself and improve myself and, you know, get rid of some habits and adopt new habits. And I'm hoping this episode for anyone who's listening, um, who maybe doesn't really have any tools in mental hygiene, can sit and think about it. And maybe consider adopting one or two that I discuss on this episode. and uh, Or you perhaps maybe find your own. Because there are plenty more tools out there that I don't use. These are just the ones that really work for me. So um, from when I was even a preteen, I don't remember when I got my first journal. But... That is what has been my tried and true method of maintaining my mental hygiene. And I am the biggest 
biggest proponent of journal writing. Like, I cannot recommend enough folks that like to write. I cannot recommend enough. If you have not tried journal writing, please try it. What it has been for me is a means of letting out what I'm feeling emotionally that I did not feel like I could let out outwardly. You know, whether it was to folks, family, friends. I've I've talked in the past a little bit about my upbringing. I think I talked about it a little bit more in detail within the Boundary series with um, Nedra's book. Um, but just to provide some more context for this episode, like, you know, I was the oldest and I had a lot of responsibility on me and I didn't really feel like, I didn't feel often that I could express how I was feeling. I sometimes felt like what I was feeling was wrong and I didn't really have anyone, I didn't feel like I had anyone to share those thoughts, emotions, feelings with. So when I found out about the concept of a journal, I was drawn to it immediately because I was like, oh my God, like I can write down what I'm feeling. It doesn't matter if it doesn't make sense. Um, It doesn't matter if it's just like, like scribbles, like it doesn't matter. Like this is my personal sacred space for my words and my thoughts and no matter how crazy they sound or no matter how unhinged they <laughs> they sound like i just am able i'm able to use this little space this little space is for me and no one no one can judge it like no one is going to see it and my first journal i don't remember exactly when when i got it but i remember it was one of those journals that had like the lock on it that really appealed to me and I was like oh my god like this is my journal nobody can see it it's locked quote unquote I don't I don't know if that lock really worked but (laughs) um it certainly added to the appeal of having like this little item that had my most sacred and innermost thoughts and nobody could see it or read it or you know invade my privacy because I don't really I don't really feel like I you know in in a house with so many people like you know parents and siblings and and grandparents oftentimes and you know just um friends folks coming in and out what have you um the concept of privacy at least for me I didn't feel like really applied to me but now I had this tangible object this tangible item that signified privacy for me and represented a place where I and only I would know what's going on. So I started writing and it has always helped. It has always helped. I've never, I haven't always been consistent with it. And I think I got into it Um, more consistently again when I started this program actually so maybe like three-ish years ago even more so within the past couple years like within the past year and a half two years um, 
No, actually a little bit more. Uh, when I turned 30, that was, you know, that was a milestone birthday for me. And I'm always, I'm incredibly reflective on my birthday. So I was like, I'm going to spend it by myself. This was in, was this? No, this was pre-pandemic. So even still at that point, I wanted to celebrate it by myself. Um, so I went to Barnes & Noble that day. I bought this beautiful leather bound journal and um i was like this is signifying entering into my fourth decade of life and i'm going to be more intentional about turning inward and and real like figuring out what i'm feeling and writing it down because I want to be able to kind of track it a little bit more. I want to be able to track my progress. And I want to be able to see how things are going, you know, when I'm at a particular place. And maybe I read back to old entries. I want to see how things have changed. And one thing that I really appreciate about journal writing is you are able to see how things how how your li- how quickly your life changes in terms of like daily things that happen things that are like huge issues for you in that moment maybe that are like bringing up some really strong emotions if it's me i'm going to crack open my journal and start writing about it and then you know maybe a month or two later i read that entry back and that thing that was so urgent at that moment is not even a thing anymore. So if nothing else, journals are a great way to just track progress, you know? Um, a particular instance I will share is after I finished my first year in the nursing program, you know, I was getting ready for the NCLEX, my my uh, class was going through the process of submitting applications for approval and things like that. So I put in my application to be improved for taking the test and getting a testing date. And there was um, a snag in my application because of a response I gave to a specific question about a previous, one of my previous programs that I did when I got my MPH. I had a semester where I was put on academic probation because of my GPA. I think it was below 3.0. I think it was like high 2 point something. Um, That was my first semester. Like I was still getting adjusted. That was my first semester of the program. I was still getting adjusted and my GPA fell below 3.0. So I think for, I don't know if this is the case for all master's programs, but for this one, you fall below 3.0, you're on academic probation. So I worked my ass off the following semester and on to graduating. And, um, you know, that wasn't an issue anymore. But because of that first semester for my MPH, I um, was placed on academic probation. And the question, there was a question on the NCLEX application. Have you ever been on academic probation in the past? And I checked yes. So I was, I was concerned I was concerned, but I was like, I would have rather, like, you just never know these days. It's just the right decision to 
be truthful and check yes um then say no because they can they can look me up they can you know do a back maybe an academic background check who knows and then that would put me in an even worse position potentially even disqualify me for applying like i don't even want to thankfully that never happened um but yeah so i did all that i submitted my application and um along with like i was on pace with like my classmates and then other folks were getting their their authorization to test and their ability to schedule their date and i wasn't so i started to get nervous and um started to get anxious and worried about this so i wrote about it in my journal i remember that particular entry and then um it was quite emotional and I was like, God, like, you know, I've gotten this far. I really don't want anything to happen. Like, you know, just kind of summarizing. But I went into a lot of detail of how I was feeling at that time. And then um, thankfully, you know, I spoke to a couple people on the phone at the credentialing office or whatever. I got I got my um, application through and I got my authorization to test. Um, and you know, the rest is history. I have shared my journey about how I became an MP on this podcast. So, you know, clearly that was a bump in the road, but in that moment, it felt insurmountable. Like what if, what if, you know, they, they do not approve this application because of what happened. You know, I like in situations like that, you, you know, you're trying to measure what the worst possible outcome could be. And um, I, I, I worked myself up quite a bit <laughs> in that, uh, period of time. And I was like, you know what, let me just open my journal. Let me just write down what I'm feeling and, um, let me go to sleep and wake up with a clearer head and, and, you know, f- try and figure out how to deal with this issue. So yeah, like I dealt with it. I got past it. And then however long after, I don't remember, I read that entry back and I was like, wow, like maybe it was the point where I had already taken the test and passed. So like I was reading it back and I was like, wow, that that experience of like being past whatever that huge problem was in that moment and then reading back about it and like being able to track how things happen and finally being on the other side of whatever that was, that's that's always an amazing feeling for me. And I think that's one of the reasons why I have continued to journal because it is, it is confirmation for me over and over and over again that, you know, problems arise, challenges happen, but... I almost always, if not always, find myself on the other side, you know, and just reading everything that I've been through that I have, um, you know, shared in that journal, like, it has, I'm here, I'm here, and a lot of those problems, if not all of them, that were huge mental drainers for me at that time are not anymore because they are not issues anymore like they're not a thing anymore so that's one reason why I am a big proponent of journaling it's a way of tracking your life and it's a way of tracking how far you've come it's a way of tracking how you as a person have 
been able to solve your problems and it's a way to kind of just like give yourself a pat on the back because you have gone through all this and you're still here like you didn't die (laughs) you have made it through so yeah journaling is big for me and I know you know everyone's not a writer if it's not for you that's totally fine but for the folks out there who are maybe thinking about it like go ahead just and it doesn't even have to be like this beautiful leather bound journal that I bought because you know I'm kind of like an enthusiast you can open the notes app on your phone and just kind of type whatever you are feeling um or you can just buy a notebook at the dollar store and start writing. Like, it doesn't have to be this whole to-do um, the way it kind of is for me. Um, but kind of just starting, see how you feel. Because oftentimes, if I haven't written for a long time, and maybe a long time is like a month or, or six weeks, I kind of feel like it's almost tangible, I don't know if there are folks out there who understand what I'm I'm talking about. It's almost tangible how you feel like a, a heaviness. And I know that feeling to be like, oh, okay, like you need to write. Like you need to, it's, it's almost like a pot boiling or a pressure cooker on the stove. And, you know, not much is going on for a little while. But then if you don't loosen the nozzle it can build up and then the outcome is not good. Um, So journaling for me is kind of like twisting that pressure gauge and letting the fumes out, like letting the, letting the pressure out that has been building. And then, you know, you hear all the whistling and you see all the, the um, steam and um, you know, it quiets down. And that's how I think it is for me. Like, Pressure is building um, if I'm not doing it regularly. And then when I finally sit my butt down (laughs) to write, the journal is the pressure gauge and all the steam is coming out as I'm writing Um, because it can be rather (laughs) ferocious in the beginning and, um, you know, things calm down. And there's a point a lot of times, too, when I'm writing um, that I take a deep, deep, deep breath in and exhale and when I get to that point I'm like okay we're good we're good we're good for now I think all the steam has gone out and the whistling has subsided and we are back we're back so yeah if you want to give it a try please do if any of you because of this episode starts journaling and finds that it's been a great activity for you please let me know email me um dm me um i would love to hear that you have taken up the um hobby of journaling and it has helped you um yeah so that is my tool of mental hygiene that i've been using for the past 20 years at least some more tools that I have been using more recently. Um, and I was, when I say recently, I would say the last three or so years, the last three to five years, I have been meditating more 
and um, I've been doing yoga more. So I mentioned in, I think maybe the last episode that I'm in the midst of the um, Yoga with Adrienne series on YouTube. She does a 30-day yoga journey every January, and I use it as my one of my ways for resetting, you know, kind of setting my intentions for the year, being able to connect with my body physically, move it, like see how it's feeling. Um, So I remember the first time I started it and there was one day when I was doing it and I was overcome with emotion and I started to tear up and cry. Like, and I don't even really know what brought that about. And it hasn't happened since. This was maybe two years ago. But um, I was overcome with emotion. And I was like, wow. So (laughs) yoga can do this to you. You know, when you get to, when you are so focused and you have just kind of surrendered your body and you are like really not that that level of concentration I guess can unlock a uh, you know some emotion and and it manifests physically so I do remember that um like I said it hasn't happened since then but it has convinced me to at least incorporate it into my toolbox quote-unquote because not only am I working out my not only am I utilizing my uh mental space not only am I kind of like connecting with myself mentally I'm connecting with myself physically because yoga is movement yoga is stretching your body putting it into positions that it's normally not in you know loosening the hips stretching the arms you know a lot of um positions like cobra where you like lay down on your stomach and you push up your upper body and like you know, um, downward facing dog, which is like when you're on your stomach and you push up maybe from a cobra and then you push up your hips. So you're kind of like in a triangle with the floor, um, a whole bunch of different, I'm, I'm definitely like a baby in this whole field of yoga. Um, definitely still beginner status, but I have learned a lot from, um, Adrian, who is the creator of the YouTube channel and who is a yogi and who has been really important with this whole journey with yoga. And it's something that I I don't do it consistently. Um, and I, I want to work on that. But when I do, when I am consistent with it, like yoga is great for flexibility if you want to improve that for yourself, like there were certain, there were degrees of reach that I was able to get by the end of the 30 day yoga journey that I had never gotten before. There were, there were like certain distances I can get to with my hands and feet when I was stretching that I wouldn't have even dreamed of even a month prior, you know? So it doesn't even take too long to start to see progress. And along with the flexibility, like you are just in a calmer state. And at least for me, I'm going to just speak for myself. That's all I can do. Um, Yeah, I I feel like there almost is no downside to at least trying it. If you are physically capable, like don't go beyond your physical means. But um, 
if you are interested, you know, go right for it. Um, last year, when I completed the 30-day yoga journey, I was able to do a crow. And I was able to hold it for maybe, I don't know, three, four seconds, which was amazing for me. And crow, if anyone want to just wants to just Google like yoga pose crow, it's it's like when you are standing, your knees are kind of like anchored onto your elbows and your hands are on the floor and you're pretty much holding yourself up on your hands. <laughs> um, so... If you were, if someone told me I would be able to hold the crow pose for more than three seconds, I'd be like, you're, you don't know what you're talking about. But I did. I was able to. And that was a result of, you know, doing this yoga series. So, yeah, I, I recommend yoga. At least trying it. Trying it. And even if you don't do it every day, I don't do it every day. Well, within the, outside of this 30-day challenge, I don't typically do it every day. But um, even if it's like three days a week, two to three days a week, it will make a huge difference, um, I think, um, in your mental state and your physical capability. Like, your posture Im- improves. Like, I see, like, subtle um, improvements that actually, you know, when they all are added up, make... A world of difference in in daily life so yeah love yoga love meditation I use the calm app I've been um meditating I've been trying to cultivate a routine um and I've been thinking more about routine recently with this new job that I would have probably started by the time this episode airs um and I'm really trying to figure out how that will look like for me. And I want meditation to be a core part of that, Um, especially since I'm going to be in a period of adjustment with this new job. Um, And I'm just looking for things that can just keep me grounded while I am in like going through this learning curve with this new environment and getting to know new people and kind of hitting my stride. So, um, yes, I'm trying to incorporate meditation into my normal routine, you know, waking up and turning on the Calm app. That's what I use. I use the 10 minute like daily meditation that's usually led by, I think her name is Tamara Levitt, I think. She's usually the person who does like the, t- the daily um, Calm meditations. Um, so that's what I've been trying to incorporate more. Um, and sometimes, this doesn't happen all the time, but sometimes I get so, I almost fall into a trance with meditation. Like, And the degree of concentration that you're able to, res- to achieve with each session will vary. You know, sometimes I'm not able to get there because there's just too much stuff swirling around in my head. But I just kind of take comfort in the fact that I just did it, you know, for the sake of consistency, I completed it. Um, But oftentimes, too, I'm able to get to the point of where I'm, like, in a trance and, like, I completely escape myself. Like, those are the experiences with meditation that keep me coming back because it's really hard to do that in this day and age with like just so much stuff going on around us like you almost feel like it's impossible to escape 
And, you know, I'm not trying to escape because there's like something bad happening. I'm just trying to like turn inward to myself and have like a moment of just not thinking of anything, you know? Um, Your brain needs a break sometimes. And I think I use those meditations as a means of getting a break. So yeah, like sometimes I get like my... I'm able to really detach myself from what all my, like from all the thoughts that are in my head. And I just am not here (laughs) for however long that meditation lasts. And then I open my eyes and I'm like, and my day usually goes a lot better when I meditate. I don't know if if it's because of, the fact that I meditated and then just my perspective on or how I tackled the day is different. But I would say 80% of the time when I start my day with the meditation, it goes significantly better. Um, so yeah, meditation is great. And there's a tool in meditation that I started to use that I'm starting to use regardless of where I am in my day. Like meditation a big part of it is just concentrating and not letting your thoughts run wild in your mind. So if I am trying to get to that point of extreme concentration and I have thoughts coming in, I have started to more so employ um, imagery when my eyes are closed. So like I'll imagine myself on a beach and sitting on the sand the water is in front of me I'm looking out into forever like I can't even see the edge of the water and if a thought is coming I'll imagine I'll kind of like compress that thought and then I'll imagine that it's on a boat just passing by like I'm not I'm not giving time to that thought because I'm in a meditation presently and I want to be able to concentrate so that's kind of a tool that I use I don't know if that made sense but I'm saying that to say that if you are trying to meditate and thoughts come to you you don't have to lock into that thought you don't have to attach yourself to that thought you can just be like oh, okay I see this thought is coming I compress it into a ball or like this like little like I don't know quote-unquote aura I'm kind of doing like a a rounding motion with my fingers right now I don't know if that's helping you guys to (laughs) to imagine what I'm talking about but like um yeah or like maybe think about how you have like those snow globes like I'm pretty much compressing that thought into like this little globe and that I'm putting it on a boat and that boat is kind of just swimming by it's it's the imagery that helps me detach from the thought and return to the concentration and meditation. So do I sound crazy? I don't know. <laughs> but like you have to have your means of going through life. <laughs> and when it comes to meditation and being able to continue to meditate and being able to not get bogged down by my thoughts, that's one tool that I use. And, you know, sometimes I have to employ uh, 
a lot during a meditation session. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I just completely fall into that concentration to the point where I feel like I'm in a trance for a couple of minutes and come back out. Um, but yeah, I say all that to say it's worth trying. Just like yoga, just like journaling, I think is worth trying to. And, you know, I would love to hear if you guys actually do take it up and and um, see what happens for you there's um a lot of apps out there that offer free meditation the calm app is free for a particular level i have the premium the premium level but it which is uh um you have to pay a certain amount for yearly access um but they have a level that's free if you don't want to make that commitment and you know try it out so there's calm there's headspace those are the two that i know of but there are others i'm sure i tried headspace but it didn't really it wasn't really my thing like i just really um connected with the calm app so that's what i use um and i use the sleep stories sometimes too and yeah it's great it's a great app um yeah so that's meditation that's yoga that's journaling and then one more tool of mental hygiene that I've been using the past couple of months. I would say I started using it maybe, you know when I started using this? When the Adele album came out. So what I'm talking about are voice notes. Um, the song, which I've talked about in the past on this podcast too, um, the My Little Love song on her album, she talks... Um, into her phone she turns on the voice note app and she kind of um talks about her feelings just lets it all out and I was like wow one this is a really vulnerable like I was listening and I felt like I shouldn't be hearing this you know it was, ju- it was just that person personal um and then two I was like this is actually a good way it's almost like an audio journal if I'm in a if I'm for some reason not able to write because writing for me takes a while usually um a journal entry can take me anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes sometimes i don't have that time even though i need to do it so what i have been doing more is um voice notes and those have been helping me too a lot um I'll just turn on the voice app, voice app in my phone and go to town. Just and sometimes, sometimes I'll turn on the app and I'll just be silent. <laughs> um, I'll feel the need to do it, but like how I want to start it hasn't come to me yet. So I'll turn on the app and I'll be silent for like 20, 25 seconds, and then the words will start coming. And um, I will end the voice note feeling better and feeling like um, I use it sometimes, too, to kind of get me motivated to continue my day. Um, um, I use it, I find oftentimes like midday where I kind of get into a slump maybe and I still have things to do. So I kind of just write out how I'm feeling in that moment and what I would like to get done. And it serves as um, a means of accountability too because I don't want to listen back to that voice note and not have done what I set out to do, you know? Um, But 
along with that it's just a way of just you know it's it's my phone no one else has access to it so no one else is gonna hear them and it's just really great it's a great quick way to just get your feelings out and feel a little bit lighter at least in my opinion so I've been using that a lot more and it's been really helpful it's been very 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 helpful and I was inspired by Adele um, who shared the voice notes on her album so yeah those are my tools of mental hygiene that I use on a pretty regular basis um I'm laughing because a lot of times when I meet people and they get to know me, a theme that I have seen come through from friends and family and things like that is like, you're such a calm person. You, you know, you don't get angry. You're, you're so level-headed and, you know, you're just so chill. And I just love to be around you because of just your calm and chill energy. And... <laughs> And sometimes I wonder if it's because of all this stuff that I do. Like, I am consistently always trying to make sure that my sympathetic nervous system is not on 100. (laughs) And that I'm just kind of like riding, riding my baseline, which is calm, apparently. It's very calm. It's very chill. People like to be within that energy because maybe it kind of calms them down too. Who knows? But it has definitely worked. It has definitely worked for me. And um, if you connected with one or two of these strategies that I shared on this episode, please try them out and let me know. Let me know how it goes. So, yeah, guys, um, I'm nearing an hour. So and, you know, I'm always like, oh, I think this is going to be a short episode. And then I'm clocking an hour of recording. So that always makes me chuckle. But yeah, I am going to end this episode here. As always, thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate you all. If you want to reach out to me, please do. My Instagram handles, I have two of them, are in the episode description. So if you want to reach out to me there, feel free to DM me. If you want to reach out to me via email, hit me up at btbwpodcast at gmail.com again btbwpodcast at gmail.com if you are loving the content that you are hearing whether it's from this episode or past episodes please subscribe on apple podcasts please follow on spotify please positively rate and review the podcast that would mean so much that would help get the episodes into other people's feeds so that they can find the content and be able to give it a try and like I said, as always, love you guys, appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. Be well, and I will talk to you again soon. Bye.